0: .io. It's Gone
1: Mobile. Welcome back to the Gone Mobile podcast. This episode's being recorded on May 21st, 2014. So this episode is going to be a little lonelier than usual, and I'll be, I'll be putting my co-host John here in, in the hot seat this time to talk about some of the work he's been doing lately around AppLinks. You know, no pressure, John. So do
0: I list myself as a host or a guest in the show notes?
1: I think you could take both. I think, I think, well, hopefully you'll have earned that by the end of this. (laughs) We'll see. So, you know, to start things off here, let me just throw you a, throw you a big softball. You know, what, what is app links?
0: Yeah. So Facebook, um, kind of has been backing this thing called app links and, uh, it's a a new open standard for how apps discover how to link to each other. So right now I, I like to use this example. I used it in a blog post, um, had a a blog post on blog.xamarin.com, and I've got one on my own blog that goes into a little bit more detail that we'll definitely link to in the show notes. But the sample that I like to use is, let's say your your friend shares a link to a song, say on RDO, for example. They post that on Facebook, kind of, hey, check out this new song. Well, if you're on your mobile device, if you're on your iPhone or Android, and you go to your Facebook app and you click that link... Um, Most of the time right now, that'll take you out to like a mobile browser experience. So you might get sent out to RDO's site and then, you know, have to either see their mobile experience uh, website and and use that. Or maybe they'll link it to their app in the app store and you got to go download that and then find this on yourself. So it's not a great experience right now. So the idea of app links is to try and. Automate the process, or, or make the process discoverable of linking to content in other apps. So it, instead of when you click on that app, that link to the audio song, it will open up the audio app on your device if you've got it installed and start playing the song right away. So it's just a a way to uh, bring the worlds of apps together.
1: So I mean, technically, all of this stuff was possible before with you know the existing infrastructure and being able to to register you know, URL schemes across different platforms. So so is the main idea of this really just to standardize uh, the whole thing and make it so, you know, everyone follows a similar format and you don't have to know every app out there?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's the main challenge, right? If you integrate, if, if you know the scheme that RDO uses and your Facebook and you're making the app work with them, that's great. But then, you know, what about Spotify and what about Amazon and what about all the other major players that, start coming along or even the the smaller players i mean it's if there's some sort of one-off app you kind of want to give them the same experience as uh, the big players and give them a chance to to be deep linked to as well so it's just yeah it's a means to allow the app who's trying to look at content not have to know or care about where or how to link to that content in the other mobile app if it exists
1: Right. So then digging in a little bit into the implementation side. So l- let's say that, that I'm, I'm RDO and I'm, I'm in, I want to implement this in my app. Um, how do I go about doing that?
0: Yeah, so there's kind of two parts to look at with app links. Um, the first part is uh, really simple. And this is really something that should be done in every app, whether or not you have other apps trying to deep link to you. And that's to replace any time you try and open like a normal web link, um, in a browser or in a web view in your own application, replace those calls with a call to try and open it as an app link. And so there's, you know, on, Facebook's released uh, the Bolts framework, they call it, which is like the Objective-C and Java implementation if you code uh, on iOS and, and Android that way. Or if you code the better way, using C Sharp, uh, we've, I've actually come up with a library uh, during my time here at Xamarin so far called Rivets, and, uh, it's a C sharp implementation. So it's really easy. You just swap out your code that you would be opening, say a normal link to it with some code to open it in rivets instead. And so what that does is rivets will go out or the app link standard is such that your app will then go out. It'll try and load the, the page for the URL you give it. Um, but it only try and load the headers. And so in this page, there's some special headers, um, like head, uh, Meta tags and these meta tags can define for like iOS and Android and Windows phone um, what the link to the native app would be for the content that you're trying to view on the web. So that's really the first part in terms of every app implementing app links and for this whole sort of ecosystem to work, you know, you want most apps to implement this part. Um, If you want to actually have other apps deep link to you, well, you've got to. Uh, first of all, you have to have your app handling incoming links on the, on each native platform that you support. And so that's really no different than how you do it today, if you're doing it at all. Uh, the other part that comes into play is updating your web content. So if I'm RDO and I have a song uh, and I have a link and a page that shows the information about that song, I'm going to need to add that special metadata uh, to my HTML. Uh, so in that page, I would say, okay, for... The Android uh, app, here's the link to this specific content. Here's how to deep link to it on Android. Here's how to deep link to it on iOS and Windows Phone. So it's these two pieces together uh, that really make that whole experience work.
1: Okay, so then all this information is, um, it, you're just kind of embedding this in, um, in a web page somewhere as, as meta tags. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Exactly.
1: So does that mean, so so first of all, that, that does mean that you need to be running some sort of web service out there. So if you're even if you're an app-only type experience, you need some sort of, of web service responding to HTTP and, and serving this stuff up. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's one option is to have your own web service up and running. Um, I haven't looked too much in the details, but I think parse.com is doing something in this space, too. But I know I just uh, learned a little bit more about Facebook's index today. And, um, what they do is you can add, add, your own links to their index and use them to resolve those links. Like, uh, Facebook becomes a, a resolver instead of uh, targeting the web server. And this is something that, uh, bolts and rivets will get updated to in the, in the pretty near future. So the idea then is that Facebook will actually, um, host those links for you. So you don't have necessarily have to run it on on a web server and and even better um you can use Facebook as a resolver their index as a resolver for links whether or not they've participated explicitly in the Facebook index so it's kind of like uh, a quicker way to look up uh in the app link information for a given URL
1: yeah I think that makes a lot of sense my 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 initial reaction when you first said that was that well it seems like there's an obvious opening for uh you know some service. You know, to be to be launched to 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 index this stuff for you, but it seems like they're you know as the creators of this, they're ahead of me on that idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're already thinking about it, and I think they're pretty cautious that they don't want to you know run away with it and make it like a you have to do something with Facebook to make your stuff work. So, you know, it's it's an open standard, and they're trying to keep it that way. So, I would be surprised if more services didn't crop up to fill that void.
1: Yeah, it definitely makes a lot of sense. So then, one of the things that comes to mind, you know, you're saying that. So this, one way or another, this requires an HTTP request over the wire to go request something um, you know, just to see if that metadata is there. So in the case of if you're calling out to some index on Facebook, that's probably a pretty cheap request because there's probably not going to be any, you know, any real body payload coming back. But if you're running your own web service like, like say, Spotify or Rdio, where you probably have web players, too... Now you're talking about you know, possibly pulling back large amounts of data that you're just going to throw out because all you really care about is the, you know, the, the head and meta section on the page. Is there any way to do this with actual HTTP headers instead?
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's one of the drawbacks to implementing this uh, sort of early on. Um, but if you look at the documentation, there is uh, an idea in the standard that you would send a certain request header along with your web request and if the web server obeyed that request, it would only send back the meta tags that you cared about for app links. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be trickier when you're requesting links from sources that you don't know support app links or not. So I, I guess one of the strategies could be you know, for you to maybe maintain your own, it, it sort of goes against the idea, but maintain your own whitelist of services you know that implement app links. Um, and then sort of keep growing that whitelist as it expands. And at the very least, you don't have to change your implementation at that point. You're just kind of maintaining a list. Um, But like I said, too, if you choose to use the Facebook indexer, you're kind of offloading a lot of that work and getting those requests uh, to Facebook on the server side. And, you know, you're not only having them do the sort of heavy lifting you're also gaining from them that they're in a lot of data centers. So your, your latency probably around the world globally is going to be pretty low to them. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty high performance situation going that way.
1: Right. And actually, you know, I'm obviously just kind of thinking aloud about this. Um, just trying to, to figure out how I would kind of implement this, you know, if I were running a web service at the same time. So, in theory, I so it, as far as these meta tags go, I mean, would you specify meta tags for all the different platforms like iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Then,
0: yeah. So I mean, that's where you would choose to, depending on which apps you support or you know you support for the given content of that page. Um, you would have to, if you supported iOS, Android, and Windows Phone, you would have three meta tags at the very least to describe, like the URL for the apps on each of those platforms.
1: And then is the web platform assumed to be the the link that you're loading, or is there another set of meta tags that would apply to web as well?
0: Um, so that yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, the web link, yeah, it's kind of assumed to be the one that you're loading, but there's also a, an option to specify a fallback in the metadata. So maybe a good example of this would be, like say you're giving the link to that son on RDO, but it's the link to the desktop site, right? Um, now. Probably someone like Ardio automatically goes to a mobile uh, version of the site if they detect it. But if they wanted to do it a different way, they could just say, "Okay, well, we know if you're using app links, you're you're probably on a mobile device. So if you don't have any of the apps installed on your device, or if we don't support your platform, um, you know, fall back to this URL instead. And maybe they would put the mobile URL of that content as the fallback URL." So, and then at that point, apps kind of have the, the choice, like, if the fallback URL is specified, they'll fall back to that. Otherwise, sort of the whole app link navigation, in a sense, fails, and then your app has to decide how how it wants to handle it. Do you want to, you know, just load the original URL in the browser, or do you want to load it in your own web view, or, you know, however you want to deal with it?
1: Gotcha. So so let's say I'm a I'm a user I'm I'm building a Xamarin app and and I'm using the the app links API that you created there so rivets uh the rivets library. So what is the what does that API look like and what is, you know, ha, what does it look like when you have to react to whatever response you got back from the server as far as what's supported?
0: Yeah, so I mean it's it tries to do most of the stuff under the hood. So if you're Say in iOS, your your usual thing is to call the like UI application, uh, you know, shared application dot open URL. That's how you would normally open a URL. Well, instead you replace that with um, like AppLinks dot uh, navigator dot open URL. I think it is as well. Um, and what that process then kicks off is it'll go in the background, and this is all nicely async await, of course, because it's C sharp. Um, this will go in the background and grab. Try and grab the metadata for the URL that you gave it. Uh, it'll start to analyze the meta tags, and at that point, if it can find a meta tag that matches the device you're on, it'll open that that URL. Well, first it'll check on the device if it if that URL is registered. So on iOS, uh, you'll get a URL back from the meta content uh, metadata, and it'll be for like say RDO schema, for example. So it'll check to see if there's any apps registered on your device that will open that URL. And if so, go ahead and open that right natively in the app. Or uh, if no apps are available to open that URL, it'll check for a fallback URL. And if there's nothing found there, then it'll basically return you a result that the navigation just didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. So you can, you can at that point, you know, do what you need to do with that navigation.
1: Okay. And so let's say that, you know, we're on iOS, the The result that came back said that there there is, you know, a registered RDO protocol, uh, but the RDO app isn't installed. Is there a way to, to say up front whether you want to either, you know, pop the app store or go to the web view?
0: Yeah. So there's also something built into the standard that allows you to specify, like we, I've been talking really about one tag per platform, but in some of the platforms, there's some additional tags you can add on there. So one of them is the app name. Um, and when, we'll probably get into that a little bit later when we talk about switching back uh, to the original app that called the, the navigation. But there's another tag that's called, uh, on iOS, it's like the app store ID. So if you find that tag, um, right now there's no real implementation in Bolts to specify exactly how to deal with that tag. So I haven't really done an equivalent in rivets yet. I'm kind of working hand-in-hand hand with the, the Bolts, like the official... Framework, so we don't sort of get out of sync as to what uh, each plat- or each uh, library implements. But essentially, the idea there is that you'll get the app store ID back, and at that point, you might you might want to prompt the user, "Hey, you don't have the app installed. Um, do you want to go install it, or do you want to just open the link?" Uh, and so, something like Netflix, you you probably. You know, if the user is trying to watch a link to a show, it's probably in your best interest to ask them if they want to install the app if they don't already have it installed, rather than just saying, "Oh, you don't have it installed. Open the web link." So there is a provision to do that.
1: Okay, so then, so Riv- Rivets basically just gives you the the data back that says, you know, the app's not installed. Here's the app ID, and then it's up to the application developer, at least for right now, to to prompt the user and then launch the app store, at, you know, or launch a web browser or whatever yeah exactly okay um, so then another thing that you uh you kind of alluded to before and that I was thinking about um just when thinking about you know how app links would work and how this you know cross app system could really be put together uh it's just that switching apps um, can definitely be a bit jarring like this is even this became evident recently if you're if you're a Foursquare user, they just split their app in two into Foursquare and Swarm, and they do all sorts of you know switching back and forth between apps, and it's definitely kind of a weird experience. Especially, uh, I'm an iOS user right now, and there's no you know there's no back button on iOS like there is on Android or Windows Phone that you, that'll bounce you back to the previous app. So, I, does App Links do anything to to help you out with this in in your applications?
0: Yeah, so I mean like you mentioned on on Android there's a back button, on Windows phone there's a back button. Um but on iOS there's not and I know like Facebook has has done the same thing even with their messages, right? If you have Messenger installed, they'll pop you out over to the Messenger app. Um so yeah, that was definitely had some thought put into that idea to that problem and for iOS, what they've come up with so far and what I've implemented as well is um, this idea of sending along when you're navigating to a link, adding on a referral uh, link or like a set of referrer data, uh, much like you would see in HTTP uh, protocol where you can kind of tell where you came from. Um, and right now that's not automatic because we obviously don't really know how to, to figure out what, what URL would link back to a given location in iOS. It's not quite like the web. Um, So in iOS, if you want to provide that information when you link out to an app, you actually have to build that that referral link yourself, but it'll get sent along to the app. Uh, And then on the opposite end, if you're implementing app links, like if you're parsing incoming app links, um, you have to to choose what you want to do when you receive that referral URL. But um, there is a a UI control actually in in rivets uh, and in bolts that helps you display a little bar across the top, kind of like... When you're in a phone call uh, and you exit out of the the phone app, and it kind of has that bar, click here to re- return to uh, your phone call. Hmm. So the idea there is it'll display the app name and kind of say, okay, tap here to return to you know a- app X or whatever. And when you hit that app uh, return button, it'll take you back to the old app with the uh, your sorry the referer URL that was passed along. That's a a lot of URLs.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you said that that the UI piece is actually something that's being, you know, more or less standardized and it's included in Rivets and Bolts then?
0: Yeah, so in the, in the documentation they actually suggest that that's the way you do it um and then in Bolts yeah, they have an implementation and that's essentially what I've copied over for Rivets as well. Yeah, so think- and there, there's also some um discussion I think still happening around whether or not something similar needs to be done with Android and uh, Windows Phone. Like I know there's the back button and that'll still work. Um, but it might be nice to kind of give the user an indication that they, hey, you didn't come from this app originally. Do you want to return or, you know, whatever?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely kind of tricky. And it's one of those places where cross-platform development gets kind of hairy if you try to, like, abstract it across all these different platforms. And I could see even with that referral uh, refer, or referrer. Well, refer, yeah. Yeah, referrer, <laughs> We'll pronounce it that. right one of these times. Yeah. I think
0: people understand what we're talking about at least. Yeah. <laughs> referrer. Um,
1: yeah, whatever that, that R link is. Um, I, I could see that even being tricky on iOS, even if you have it, because it's not necessarily... You don't necessarily want a brand new navigation if your app is still kind of loaded and and rare, rare to go in the background, because then you might lose your, your current navigation stack and your state and all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like, you'd have to set your refer link that you... You know, send out to the app you're linking to. You'd have to set it up so that it could deep link back to where you need to be. So yeah. it's it's definitely not a, a terribly easy problem to deal with.
1: Yeah, i I can I can envision a lot of developers taking a shortcut on this one, at least on iOS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. This is going to be a lot like you know managing state when your Android app gets teared down or something, where a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of developers just kind of throw your hands up and say, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, be- <laughs> the main
0: screen's good enough."
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so then I know we've we've mentioned in passing iOS, Android, and Windows Phone, and then obviously the web, but are those the only supported platforms for right now? Yeah, so
0: right now, um, those are the three, and uh, I know that there will be support for a distinction between Windows Phone and Windows Store coming down the pipeline and Universal Apps. So one of the interesting things, if you do look at the, the spec or the standard, um, is that iOS actually, you can be more specific. You can say... Um, here's the app link information for iPhone or here's the app link information for iPad. And eventually the idea is that you know if you have both of those sets of information and maybe iOS on top of that, um, there's some order of preference as to what link gets chosen first. So the um, same idea I think will apply eventually to the Windows ecosystem where we have the phone and, and tablet or, or store apps, whatever we're calling them now, Metro something
1: You can only say Metro if you're not a a Microsoft employee, I think.
0: I'm not, so I guess I'm clear. (laughs)
1: Yeah, me too. Um, So then, you know, it's a little bit out of scope maybe, but, you know, can you speak a little bit to what's actually required for, like, if I'm an app developer and I want to support deep linking into, you know, my iOS, Android, Windows phone apps, like how, how difficult is that to set up?
0: Um, It's really not too bad. Um, The whole refer thing is probably the most difficult part of the iOS setup. Uh, Each uh, platform really has their own way for parsing incoming links. And I would say iOS is probably medium difficulty. Uh, Android for parsing incoming links is actually pretty simple. You can really just mark up your activities with some uh, intent filters and there's a pretty easy example of how to do that on on the Rivets repository for Xamarin apps. So that one's actually really simple to do. Uh, iOS, you know, not so difficult. And then Windows Phone is a little bit strange. You've got to basically implement your own... Um, Uh, uri handler type class and then register that with your main application frame and and sort of work with things there it's it's a little bit more strange but you know it's it's uh not insurmountable i'd probably say it's it's less than an afternoon's work to implement some basic functionality um if for handling incoming links and of course just to add the ability for your app to check and try and resolve app links when linking to other content that's you know super simple that's like a five minute job
1: so, you know, this, this is being touted as a, a standard and, and what have you, but, you know, a standard only really works if, you know, multiple parties kind of adopt it and it just kind of gets out there and accepted. Um, so who is kind of out there and, you know, committed to adopting this so far?
0: Well, so we've got like Facebook is obviously the really big name, um, and they're the ones sort of driving the development of it. Uh, but it's done in sort of their open, uh, Open source. I forget what the name of that body is, but it's not you know directly under the Facebook umbrella. I guess it's it's more open. Uh, we've got you know Spotify, Dropbox, Pinterest, um, Flickster, Hulu, yeah, uh, of course. There's a whole bunch of you know fairly big names that are adopting it, and or at least have pledged to adopt it on some level. So I think um, I think that's a pretty good indicator of of the likelihood of success um i i really i think one of the other great things to make it successful would be for more like web servers and stuff or more runtimes to to sort of run with it and adopt it and, and put things in like for instance you know if we could get the dot the asp.net team to add support for you know reading the the request header so it only sent back the head the metadata tags that are required like that kind of stuff would go a long ways to making developers more comfortable implementing it i think
1: yeah, I think so. I and mean, just to me, like that seems like it'd be hugely important, especially on these mobile devices where the amount of data you're throwing over the wire, like really, really makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's some ideas up behind like caching different stuff, different data, different app link metadata, or um, like I, we talked about earlier, the Facebook index is probably a, a pretty good way around that kind of problem. Um, it's it's definitely the Achilles heel, I think, of the, the whole idea and open standard. But I don't really see a simple way around it without getting, uh, you know, a little bit more adoption. Uh, and I think that's that's really the only way to make it more successful. But uh, like I said, I mean, the, the big names involved, I think it has a pretty good shot.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely some big names in there, too. So I it, in the time that you spent, you know, researching all this stuff and implementing rivets and all of that, like is there anything that you, you found kind of lacking in the standard or do you have any like criticism or do you think that this is a, a a pretty well put together, um, standard?
0: Yeah, I think generally the idea is pretty solid. I I love the idea that it's not, you know, based on something completely new. I mean, it's, it's editing HTML tags essentially. Right. So that's, I think a really smart way to do it. Although like we talked about, it has its own problems. Um, I think probably the biggest thing right now is for the, the actual implementations of the standard to mature a little bit more. Uh, like I said, you know, we're still waiting to see some implementation support for, like, Windows Universal apps. Um, there's still a few things here and there that aren't aren't fully baked uh, on both of the libraries. I mean, it's very usable today. I don't want to give people the wrong impression that, you know, they shouldn't go out and start using it. That's that's not at all the case. Um, but there's definitely some room for, for improvement and optimization. So, yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, that will be driven fairly quickly now going forward. Um, and and with the implementation of rivets, I mean, I'm kind of waiting on some of the the standard uh, implementations in bolts, so that, like I said, we don't kind of get ahead of one another or vary how the actual implementations work. Because I think that's critical to to being successful as well.
1: So you plan on kind of maintaining that cadence going forward, of just being a little being more or less reactive to what bolts does instead of trying to do your own thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, re- reactive, and then also we've been talking with um, some people from the team as well, so I think we'll develop a, a pretty good relationship going forward and, and implementing things in lockstep instead of you know being entirely reactive and, and definitely not uh, trying to get ahead of them either.
1: Right, that makes sense. So I mean, we've talked a lot about Um, About rivets and, you know, being able to use it in your apps, but we we haven't mentioned how as a developer, you can go get rivets and use it. So like, how can I add this to to my existing apps?
0: Yeah. So um, really easy. Uh, If you're doing Xamarin work, it's uh, just a simple Xamarin component store component right now. Uh, You can also grab it on NuGet if you are a Windows developer or even Xamarin developer, it'll work there too. Um, And Uh, The source code's up on on GitHub, uh, github.com slash Xamarin slash rivets. And if you check out the uh, Xamarin official blog, there's a a post on it earlier from this week and uh, a post on my uh, blog too, uh, reth.codes. So there's quite a few resources already. I've tried to build some pretty good samples into the GitHub repository uh, for all the platforms that are supported. So it shouldn't be too difficult to get yourself up and running pretty quickly.
1: All right. Well, did we miss anything, or did we uh, we pretty much get it covered there?
0: Yeah, I think we we covered most of it. It's like I said, it's not a terribly difficult or or, or big standard, so that's part of the nice thing about it, part of its charm.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's definitely a, a much needed. Uh, uh, it's it's a big problem out there as far as you know these apps being the kind of silos in themselves. So having any kind of communication across that barrier is going to be huge.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a problem that people haven't really realized is a big problem until more recently, or or maybe they won't quite realize it until, uh, you know, it becomes a little bit more painfully obvious. Uh, so, you know, eventually when you are clicking links in all sorts of apps and you don't even think that about it, about not going to the web browser anymore, that problem will be solved.
1: All right, well, I think that'll do it, but uh, you know thanks john for for digging into this. and uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll we'll see you next time on Gone Mobile.